Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex in his temple. As he arrives at episode 390, where no power in the verse can stop the Daleks. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? In his dimple. <laughs> See, I like that. That was good. <laughs> that was an improv. Yeah, just a little bit. That wasn't good. what I had planned. Well, that was good, though. I it liked it. Thanks. In his dimple. In his dimple. <laughs> I'm good. I'm well. Did you guys have a good week? It was all right. It was a long week, but yeah. Do anything fun? Well, no, I didn't. Yes, no. <laughs> I caught up on, because uh, I'm a few episodes behind... Um, on Cloak and Dagger, which is getting really good. I saw it finally made a Marvel or a larger universe reference. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> finally. Yeah. Eight episodes in. Yes. <laughs> Other uh, than Rocks On. <laughs> yeah, well, it, that's been like. I'm surprised they've gone as Rocks On with it as they have because I really thought they would use that corporation for something else that makes sense in how they're using it. But we've had little discussions or talk or even maybe Rocks On signs within yeah, I think that's the universe so far. But yeah. Um, no, it's pretty good. I'm quite enjoying it. No, I I finished, and I don't know if I talked about this before, but I been, I've been watching Silicon Valley on uh, oh, HBO, yeah. which is really good and really funny. I, I if, tried that. I'm too impressed. Finally caught up. Oh, I think it's so good. I finally caught up, but it, we're done with. I'm done with season five, and it ended so satisfyingly that I kind of think I don't want them to do a season six now because it almost <laughs> like it, and it's almost like they wrote this one to say, okay, if this is our last season. This should those will wrap it up. And it really does. So I can't see where they would go with the sixth season, but hmm. it was good. It's quite enjoyable. I finished Luke Cage, which that did not go down how I thought it would. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a bold approach to end the Marvel series. Yep. I thought the same thing. And especially well, just in the last two episodes of, you know, spoilers. The big confrontation being in episode the second to last episode and then penultimate the finale being fallout was pretty pretty clever yeah. and a nice change of pace i don't know i and I, then how they actually ended it <laughs> i hated how they ended it but i loved how they ended it oh yeah because it's such a bold move well and it's been such a so in in season 1 luke cage is very much a black and white character his morals are black and white and those have been tested this entire season. So, so to have him land so squarely in the gray by the end of it is fantastic. I think it's brilliant. No, it was a brilliant move, and, and I quite enjoyed. It. I think this this most solid season of yeah, I would agree of uh, you know, well any of the Marvel television shows. But as far as all the way through, I still there are still seasons of like well Jessica Jones season one. I still think is my favorite. Um, but it just yeah, I uh, it played with my emotions so much that last episode that I, I was mad. I was angry that they went there, but I was also glad they went there because <laughs> it's so different and played with my emotions. So I didn't get that mad about Plus it. Plus no Claire didn't come back. He yeah, just, I was a little I thought, I should have too. at least showed up. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, I they so. just kind of, it felt like they kind of wrote that. It felt like off. she wanted out of her contract. Yeah. And so they wrote her off. <laughs> But I don't think she did. I don't did, know if that's the she? case. I, mean, I, I don't know. I got the impression she's going to be in Iron Fist, too. Is she? This second season, which... I know Misty is. ...came out of nowhere. I had no idea. Because I, oh, yeah. I didn't hear yeah. anything about there being a second season Iron Fist. I mean, I kind of assumed they'd do it. And then suddenly there's a there's a trailer, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and it looks pretty good. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll see. So far, <laughs> I I wasn't a hater of the first one. No, I, I thought either. the first season was was definitely not the best. The, of them, the, but... the season Sorry. two makes it feel like it's going to be more like the and based off the footage descriptions I read, makes it sound like it's going to be more in line with the rest of the actual defenders. I think so. so too. Well, and even his appearance on Luke Cage, I thought the one episode he was in was actually quite good. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. We okay. also watched Paddington. Isn't it cute? It is cute. It was really enjoyable. Jim, uh, <laughs> you know, there's that big chase scene in the beginning. She was just laughing. <laughs> she never laughed like that at a movie ever before. <laughs> so, yeah, we quite enjoyed it. We were going to go see something this weekend, but we decided to go to do escape room instead. So, we did, oh, nice. We did another escape room at Conundrum and. We got close, but we didn't finish. We didn't solve mm. it. And then when we saw a couple of the things that we screwed up on, we were kind of like, we overthought it. <laughs> we, we we went into it and completely overthought a lot of things. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we finished Lucifer, season three. I can't believe they were going to end it that way, but it's on Fox, so yeah, I can't. Well, they, <laughs> they weren't going to end it that way. They weren't. Fox was going to end gonna, it that way. Fox forced them to end it that way. It was good. I fell off during season two. You didn't see movies, Sean? Surely you saw a movie. Mm. You have a movie pass for crying out loud. We went and saw a drift early in the week. Is that any good? It's not bad. It's okay. okay. I put my review up, and I, you know, I, I have a great love and appreciation for people who sail because it's something that I will never do. It's just like oh, that's no. the one where they go out on the road on the the boat and it, she's not a sailor and he gets up in, injured and yeah. yeah yeah going around sailing the yeah. boat from wherever they're at in the taiwan or somewhere um sailing to san francisco i was like this is not a good idea that's a lot of ocean that's a lot of ocean <laughs> and then they you know get caught in a hurricane and things go bad um i think the biggest problem that i have with this movie is that they've made this movie so many times. Right. And I don't want to take anything away because it's based on a true story. And it's like, I'm sorry that there's a bunch of you that feel you can sail across the ocean in a sailboat <laughs> and get stuck in hurricanes. It's just kind of like, that's where the hurricanes are. If you don't go there, it won't happen to you. But um, when I watched All is Lost, which is pretty much the exact same story, but it's Robert Redford. It's kind of tough to beat Robert Redford, you know. See, yeah, and I like Sam Claflin, but I don't like Cheyenne Woodley very well much. So she's kind of like, ah, I don't know if I want to watch that. And he's sidelined for most. Yeah, of it, because so. he gets injured. Yeah, it's, it's it's a perfectly satisfying little movie, but it's not anything to write home about. Hmm. And uh, I think we're probably going to try and go see Equalizer two tomorrow. So we just didn't make it out this weekend. We had Katrina for part of it, and. Didn't go see Mamma Mia? I didn't go see Mamma Mia. Watched the first one in preparation for it. But... Is that your first viewing? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> cool. I, this is the first time I had seen it a couple months ago. Really? Yeah. What'd you think? It was all right. So what's the news? <laughs> Will came over in the middle of it. Was, I'm, I'm on the couch. Will walks in and goes, dude, really? <laughs> what? Like What's in the news, Keith? <laughs> well, San Diego Comic-Con happened. And, of course, the Doctor Who panel and all sorts of different little tidbits of things, including 
a new trailer. An actual proper trailer. <laughs> actual trailer, yeah. What it's kind of funny of that it? we get a teaser like a week before they release an actual trailer. I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, I wasn't too surprised, actually. I was surprised. I, I thought it's it the timing. Get... It's the timing of it. Yeah. We should have got the trailer, or the teaser that we got maybe last month, and then the trailer this month. And I don't know. I, I, I got the impression what they were... They wanted to put out something for the UK audience initially and needed to do something before San Diego where the actual trailer was going to come out. So they, yeah, That makes sense. They slapped that teaser together. Or maybe they wanted to surprise... <laughs> they slapped it together. Maybe they wanted to surprise everybody and make you think, well, the teaser came out this week, so they That's what they're going to show at San, San Diego. Diego. Surprise! Wow. New stuff at San Diego. I actually thought they were going to show the clip that leaked at San Diego, and that's why I thought maybe it leaked, because uh, somebody was yeah. preparing it for San Diego, and it got leaked. But it doesn't sound like they played the clip, so maybe they opted to go. Maybe that's where the trailer dropped earlier. Maybe they were going to show that clip. When it leaked online, they said, well, maybe we ought to take the trailer then and do that. So, What are you doing? My microphone screen is just slowly sliding down the Moved about a quarter of an inch. We'll be getting through out of this week without editing, I take it, now? (laughs) (laughs) What did you guys think of the content of the trailer? It's all right. It's a trailer. I think... uh, I've got me more excited than the teaser did. You know what I get? (laughs) Well, certainly that's true. I think um, Jody has an air of Matt Smith to her, I think. Just the big, the way he portrayed it, like yeah, Nancy. a little bit. I, I mean, think, uh, anybody's only like Matt Smith after <laughs> Peter Capaldi, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, that that kind of manic running around that Matt Smith did. well, and, and the kind of that um, that energy. childish um, yeah. wonder about yeah. her as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm really excited. It's you know, at this point, it's just. Oh, stop teasing me and hurry up and come out with the show. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just ready to get into it. I feel like an old curmudgeon because it's like, oh, tra- teaser. Tra- oh, trailer. <laughs> just hurry up. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I think Jody's going to be great. I'm still a little on the fence maybe with how the show, the direction of it, and where we're going and what Chibnall's going to be up to. And I don't think we've seen enough to know. That's just it, is I can't, it's, it's found well, They, they seem to very much stress the idea that they're not companions, that they're friends. Yep. Yeah. And there is no darkness to be seen in the whole thing. So yeah. That's, I really that's think, why Sean's not more excited I really about think it. That that I need the TARDIS. I really think this whole season is going to be her looking for the TARDIS. I, I think really so. think that'll be true. I don't know. It looks like there's alien planets in that trailer. Quite a few. I mean, they need the TARDIS to get there. I mean, she can use like glowing energy to give pizza. So we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Tom Baker's first season, he only took one trip in the whole tar- in the TARDIS in the that's whole true. season. That's true. And the Time Lords are back. Maybe she gets a time ring. Maybe they travel with time rings. Maybe Jack shows up. No. Oh. Maybe it's a vortex manipulator with his blonde hair and platinum blonde hair and Captain Gray. America dress. Was it gray? It's gray. Was it? Look, platinum blonde to me in the pictures. I thought it was pretty, blonde too, but pretty much it? sure it's gray. Huh. He dyed it gray for something. I don't know what. Ah, it looked platinum blonde in the pictures. Hmm. I thought it looked gray. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're looking at it in black and white, it's... <laughs> oh yeah, that's my problem. <laughs> I need to turn my my color filter on. <laughs> New sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Uh... 
I like it. I, I think it's cool. Okay. I like it because it's different than everything else. It is very different. I like the, the fact that it's orange. And it's not very sci-fi. You know what I mean? It, it almost kind of looks... Somebody pointed out it looks like a wand or something it looks a little more organic. medieval, organic. I think I kind of like that. It's it's different. It's different than anything we've gotten before, and I think that that it suits a change. And I think that, that I, that's what I like about it. Is it's different. I don't mind that it looks organic, except that it's organic looking and still obviously made of metal. That it, it's just a weird. That's what makes it sci-fi. No, it's just a weird, des- <laughs> it's a weird design choice. It's the organic metal, you know, like Krypton and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't that's, like any of that. That's what, that's what keeps it from looking like it's from Middle Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I'd rather just go there. If we're going to go there, just go there. Just commit to it. Ooh, a wooden screwdriver that actually favorite. works on wood. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the, the, the That's wooden, why it works on wood. <laughs> the wooden steampunky one that they used as the mock-up for McGann's is my absolute favorite of all the Sonics. Mm. I love the look of that one. But this one, just I don't mind that it's orange. I don't, you know, it's like, oh, cool. Some, you know, I just I don't mind that it's ergonomically correct. I just don't like that it's or, really, really. All really, the things that he just said is what I like about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really, really organic looking, but metal. And it just, I, I don't know. Somebody said it looks like a cyber mat. And I went, yeah, I can kind of see that. <laughs> but they've all like they've all been metal. Why does this one looking? Is it because because the, it's the, a device because it's of the organics we, with the metallic yeah, design we, of it. We, we we've drilled in over and over and over again that the doctor built this. That this is something that is constructed, and then the TARDIS presents him with one, which we assume that he had the schematics in there, and either the TARDIS built a new one or you know, and, and this just I don't know. It just feels like this this is not something that somebody built. Maybe she had to cobble it together because the TARDIS is gone. <laughs> but then it should look like it's cobbled together from other elements that were from lying actual around. Earth. Well, maybe this it's, looks, maybe it's this looks like it was grown. Maybe and it's, I just that's it, not a. Maybe Peter Capaldi had put a bunch of stuff in his pockets, and well, the twelfth Doctor had, had, had put a bunch of stuff in his pockets that were from other places. Okay, that it doesn't have, it doesn't have that to have be organically from grown metal. I don't like and it. And so he, she. Pulls it out of her pockets because, you know, obviously she's still in the 12th Doctor suit when she falls out of the TARDIS. Right. So maybe she pulls it well, out there see, and cobbles it together. You're justifying the how. That's fine. I don't have a problem with the how. I don't like the look. <laughs> <laughs> the, how does, the how is immaterial. Well, I that's really my don't, point. That's I my don't point, care though. where it came from. The, that's the a, rationale you do for care. it is like, eh. You do care because you were you just gave the example of the TARDIS, you know, makes it. Maybe you put the schematics in there. The TARDIS presents it with you. Well, hey, she can't do it this time. She's got to use what she's got. So she puts okay. it together. But that's then, why it's... Organic. Will, will the origin of the Sonic in? depend? Uh, change your opinion of the design? Like if it's an alien device that she steals along with the outfit? Maybe. <laughs> See? I don't know. You know what? I just don't like the look of it. What if she it. goes into a store and just buys the outfit? That would be Why are you awesome. automatically assuming she's going to steal the outfit? Because half the doctors have stolen Not the half the doctors. We only know of two that have. No. Pertwee stole his first outfit yes. from a hospital. Matt Smith and Matt stole Smith his bought from, his a hospital. from a hospital. Eight stole his in the hospital. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's Another true. That's true. Throw three. We never see nines, but I'm betting he stole that outfit from somebody. <laughs> that's not something in a TARDIS wardrobe. <laughs> Gosh, I hope it came from a hospital. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I don't like it. What else came out of? The panel. 
So uh, I'm being very scientific about it. I don't like. Oh, it. you're being very curmudgeonly about it. Yeah. Is what you're doing. They've well, redecorated. He doesn't like so far. He doesn't like Jodie Whittaker. He doesn't like the thirteenth He doesn't like the outfit. He doesn't like the trailer. He didn't like the teaser. He doesn't like the trailer now, and now he doesn't like the star- screwdriver. But I love Jody. Wow. But he doesn't no, like no. the thirteenth doctor. <laughs> I don't like the non-companions. But so far, I don't know them. So, I need it. Yeah. Wait, I got to make a list because now it's getting longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's something else Sean won't like. Okay. <laughs> Did I become Glenn? <laughs> you guys I don't know, but I'm really liking this. <laughs> uh, Chibnall mentioned in the panel that Series 11 will be pretty much, this is quote, all new stories, all new monsters, all new villains. I think we're two weeks from finishing filming and we haven't come across any old villains yet. Yeah, I do like that. I don't like that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, just felt, I want to feel what it would be like to be like Sean right now. Oh. Um. <laughs> so he he goes on to say it's ten standalone episodes, so there's no two parters. Uh, what we and want... we have no reason to believe that Chibnall will lie to us. Yeah, right. So I, I mean, like, I like we that. thought we thought that about Moffat too, though, when he started. So. <laughs> he did give the caveat of two weeks left from filming, and I haven't come across any new monsters. He could be very creatively telling the truth. Very <laughs> creatively telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, from a certain point of view, it's, you know. <laughs> okay, Obi-Wan. And then that one showed up at the very end, and we went, oh, there it is. No, <laughs> uh, and he's, he kind of explains the, the, the reason for that is we want for what we want is for people to feel like they've got the range and variety of Doctor Who this year. So if you've never seen it before, you're going to fall in love with it. And if you have seen it, you're going to get those things that you love about the show across the ten episodes. So it's really... Designed as a good jumping on point without, quote unquote, the baggage of the past 50, however many years. Let that baggage come later. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. I like that because, no offense, Glenn, do we really need a Dalek episode this season? Well, we do, but I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Keith. Do we really need a Cyberman episode this season? Yes, because it might explain her Sonic. (laughs) She built it out of the corpse of a Cyberman. Maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it is the Twelfth Doctor's Sonic, and it's been cyberized, or just melted. Yeah, maybe that's what it just melted. It just melted that. that way. That's why it looks organic. The flames. We just melted never saw the it. orange setting. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe the like whatever we the, barely the, saw the, the Sonic the crystal or whatever short. is over the top. Maybe it like got. Burnt by the fire, and so it's oh, like yellow now. Maybe, 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 maybe it was designed to do wood, and the first time it gets fired up, it implodes. <laughs> now it's stuck. There's also a ton of videos you can go watch about different parts of the sh- of the, you know, the panels and interviews and stuff with the with the cast that were there. I haven't got a chance to watch all of the panel yet; just a little bit of it. I haven't either. They did quite a few little other videos too, like Jody getting to the yeah. convention was pretty cute. That was cute. Time lapse video, lapse video of a giant thirteenth Doctor Lego being built. That was neat. Did you guys see the picture of her standing next to it? I after saw the fact? that. That I was did. pretty cool that she went by and looked at it. Seems like and the she pictures had a of lot her of fun. And Alex Kingston together. Yeah. Looks like they're having fun. I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah, apparently, because Alex was at yeah, San Diego for, uh, yeah. what, what's her new show? I don't know. She's got a new show. It's not Arrow. <laughs> no, well, no, it's it, it's um, Witches. 
Yeah. It's something about witches. I do that remember she, that. I do remember hearing but that. But she, she's there for that, and apparently she and Jody bumped into each other at some point. Oh, just fun. were, you know, freaked out and were ecstatic. Cool. But yeah, it looks like they're having a lot of fun with it, so. That's pretty much it for the news. I'm sure more little nuggets will come out from the panel that haven't really, you know, we got to mine that for all it's worth for the next couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's take this time to remind people that you can subscribe to us and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google's Play Store, available on Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, still waiting on Spotify. We'll get there eventually. And if you want to support the program so that you can send us to San Diego Comic-Con next year, and we'll cover the Doctor Who panel personally. Yeah. That'd be nice. Um, we'll, do a, we'll do a whole show about that. Actually, if you just want to keep this podcast going from a day-to-day basis, um, please consider uh, donating to us on Patreon. Patreon. I think everybody knows what Patreon is, but uh, if you don't, click the link on our uh, page, and it'll take you there and it'll explain it. Thank you very much to those who are already supporting us on Patreon. It's like a Kickstarter, but it's kind of permanent. It's ongoing. Yeah. yeah, ongoing Kickstarter. Very good. Do we have any feedback? We sure do. Do we have a feedback song? We do not. Oh. What's our first feedback? Then? Our first feedback comes from Ben. Ben writes, Sean, you promised you would sing. No, I didn't. No, I think we promised you would sing. We're the ones letting you down. Sorry, Ben. If I did, I have no clear memory of that. <laughs> so to be clear, he could have promised that. He just wouldn't remember it. I wouldn't say wouldn't That's remember. true. He, there's a good chance that he doesn't remember I'm sure I have audio evidence somewhere of that I could find. I wonder if that exists anywhere. <laughs> if only there were a way to go back and listen to last week's show. I'll dig around and see. <laughs> I could make a Patreon joke there, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh! That's what we need him to do. To promise to do Patreon subscribers, he'll do songs that you can access by becoming a Patreon subscriber. Ooh. There you yeah, go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Sean's yeah. best of. <laughs> <laughs> just chunk out the songs. Yeah, from the exactly. Just clip them and... out and put them on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe personalized. Ooh, I wasn't going to throw that out there for you, but if you're going to offer it. <laughs> I think, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to Ben's letter. <laughs> right. Hey, guys, another week has come to a close. Not a lot going on here as usual. Harking back to last week's feedback concerning donuts. Okay, I have a bone to pick with you before we get into your your, your feedback here, Ben. I did go. You peeled off because you said, I'm going to go to Dunkin' Donuts after this. Did you really go? I went and they're closed. They were closed? Yeah. They're not 24 hours? They're not 24 hours. The one next to it is open oh, 24 daylight. hours. Daylight but I'm not a big fan of daylight. I'm not a big fan of daylight. So I went. I'm glad I didn't go then. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'd want, have been disappointed. I'm going to want milk with this donut. So I went to Dylan's because they were open until midnight. <laughs> and I give a run shot in, a donut. And, yeah. <laughs> so I grab my milk and I run back to the bakery. And all I want is a caramel long, John. You've got me hooked on this idea, Glenn. <laughs> After Ben brings me? it up, we discuss it. And I say, I'm a man of simple pleasures. Keith says, they've got this raspberry blah, blah, blah croissant. And I say, all I want is a, uh, a caramel long, John. And you went, oh, that's the best one ever. And I went, so yeah. now I really want a caramel long, John. <laughs> so I go to Dylan's and I get the milk and I go to the bakery and there are no caramel long, John's. They've got those weird ones with the white frosting that's like, I don't know, maple or something. And they always say it's caramel, but it isn't. No, it's not caramel. And I went, that's not what I want. But that's And it's late. And where am I going to get a donut in this town at this hour? So I bought them. 
and they came in a box of 12. So, of course, nobody at home eats donuts. So over the course of this week, I had to eat 12 <laughs> donuts to not get a caramel long, John. And I blame you, and I blame Ben. The fat guy does not need to be going and getting donuts at midnight. That's why this fat guy peeled off. <laughs> You're smarter than I am. That's why you should take me to escape rooms. Um, going back to donuts. There's... Uh, <clears throat> there's a whole line based on cereals. The Cookie Monster Donut uses crumbled Oreos, Sean, not a cereal. Oh, oh that makes a lot more sense. There you go. <laughs> I thought it was Fruity Pebbles. Oh, Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. Oh, got crumbled Oreos. make more sense. <laughs> what we usually go there for are the apple fritters, cinnamon rolls, and cinnamon twists. Each is the size of a dinner plate almost. Also, they have a maple bacon. See, there it is. Maple bacon long, John. That's pretty awesome. Ooh, with bacon added. But it's maple on a long john. Why would you do that? Uh, as to the Doctor Who donuts, that would be a voodoo donut shop that you're thinking of. Hertz may have done the one. I'm not sure. Voodoo did a whole line of them, though. Anyway, Hertz has a fun experience. As the sign on the door says, they're open 25 hours a day, eight days a week. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have one, so I didn't go and get a donut there. <laughs> Moving on to actual Doctor well, Who's... And, and Robert tweeted us, too, that it was... A, there was Is Voodoo the one in Wichita, then? No. Hertz is the one in Wichita. Hertz in Wichita. Ah. But they may have a Voodoo as well. They did the Doctor Who, don't it? Yeah. Uh, moving on to actual Doctor Who stuff. I missed the TV airing of Shada. I, like Glenn, thought... Though, I, like Glenn, though, have pre-ordered it. As I mentioned on your Facebook page, the release date has moved from September 6th to November 6th, according to an email I got from Amazon. I will wait until then to watch it. Unless it rears, of course. So, is it possible that maybe the reason that they moved the release date is because they wanted everybody to be watching the new Who that's coming out and not the old Who that you pre-ordered through Amazon and that maybe now we've got a date that it's September? No, I think they moved the date because, well, maybe. Nah. <laughs> I just... Don't think they know when they want to release it. I, I I think we got pushed to September because of the BBC airing this week. Although Shana. why wouldn't it be you know August? Why well, two months after it aired? Why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you move it up? Why wouldn't you say you just saw it on Amazon? Now buy it on, on on BBC America. Well, because BBC America will show it two or three more times. Oh, well, they for yeah. sure. Hmm. I'm sure they will. So that's probably I suspect is why it got bumped. The first time, but yeah, now that you say that from September to November, I don't know. I don't know. At this rate, I don't believe it's ever going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about to cancel my order and order the region free Blu ray. <laughs> Eventually, everything on my shelves is going to be Blu ray anyway, so why not? It's true. I hope. Because the Blu-ray is more expensive. It is more expensive. Quite a bit more it's like expensive. 40-some dollars. Yeah, 42? 43, 42. Ooh, really? Compared to the $20 for DVD. Mm. I'd have to see some of it. I better start haunting But it's available BB now. Yeah, I better start haunting BBC America. Because I'd have to see it before I committed to that, I think, for a story I already own. <laughs> That's why I haven't bought the Blu-rays of <laughs> Tom Baker's first season yet. It's like, I really want it, but it's like, ah, that's a lot of money for something I already own. Well, if you want to check it out, the library has a copy of it. Do they? Yeah. Of the Blu-ray? The Blu-ray? The Blu-ray. Oh. The Tom Baker Blu-ray. 
Oh, the not the not shot. shot. If you want to check out. it out, I've got a copy of it. You can borrow, <laughs> and then I can hold it hostage until you return my other stuff. You don't even have to check stuff. it out. You don't even have to check it out. I'd probably get to it before you will. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Sticking with that was what I was supposed to do this week. <laughs> I knew there was something I was forgetting. Ben continues. I'll make another note. We'll get, let's get through this email eventually. Sticking with Doctor Who, there's a new sonic screwdriver with four exclamation points. I personally love it, but it's getting a lot of hate. You had to go there, Ben. Really? <laughs> Call me out. The fanboys who have been pissing least, and moaning at, at about least, <laughs> At least one in two people. Or one in three people. One in three people At least like one it. in three people don't like it. Our very scientific survey says one in three <laughs> Doctor Who fans are not happy. Um, fanboys pissing and moaning about the new Doctor being a woman have seized the opportunity to make the obvious references about the Sonic looking like a sex toy. What? I wouldn't have gone there. I wonder, would they make those assertions if the Doctor regenerated as a man once again? I think not. Anyway, between the new Sonic and the teaser trailers, I can't wait for the new season to air. It looks really good. I think that's about it for now. I hope you have all. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Take care, Ben. Thank, Thank you, ben. you, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Holly also sent us some feedback. She wrote, The Dalek's Master Plan, Part 1. Hey guys, I'm listening to the audiobook of this, which is the actual broadcast audio with linking narration. I've had this sitting in my audiobook library for quite some time, and I haven't gotten around to listening to it. How does that saying go? So many audiobooks, so little time? <laughs> Wait, or something like that, anyway. <laughs> is that a saying? It is now. It is now. I have to say, Mission to the Unknown is a nice setup to the first episode of the Master Plan. Proper. And just how devious the Daleks are. I like the character of Katarina. And the Doctor does not like being called Doc. Some things never change. Heading through the jungle, what could possibly go wrong? I have a few ideas, and none of them good. <laughs> Day of Armageddon. Talk about ramping up the action with the Daleks surrounding the TARDIS and the destruction of the planet from the sounds of things. I don't blame the Doctor in the least for being careful around the Daleks and not trusting the inhabitants or the planet. Poor Steven. Good thing those tablets did the trick and he's on the road to recovery. Not sure if I can trust the Guardian of the Solar System. Something seems a little off about him and how the Doctor wants to... Make sure the others are warned about him. Could he be a rogue Time Lord? We'll save further judgment until the story gets further along. Well, I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to your thoughts on this first portion of the Daleks Master Plan. Holly from Wisconsin. It just occurred to me I'm in a position to give lots of spoilers to a lot of people, so I guess I'll be careful. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. For, 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 for those of us that have not watched all of the Daleks Master Plan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is I'm that, on that my, would be appreciated. I am yeah. on my I'm on my fourth go round. Not watch totally because like Holly, my first um introduction to it was the linking narration by BBC. They're labeled BBC Radio, but yeah they're uh it was an audio one version of it that I listened to first. So. Thanks to Holly's message, she told us on Facebook that uh, the mission to the unknown was included, was included yeah. and I realized, hey, I have that. So I decided oh. to, to listen to these in addition to oh, very watching good. the recons and reading the web comics. So you're really delving into. I'm it. really delving into it. 
You're doing the deep dive. You're getting yes. the threefold. Threefold. Yeah, I quite in, I quite enjoyed it too. So it's quite good. All right, shall we uh, move on to our review? That's it for feedback. Yes, please let's. Get into it. Mission to the unknown. On the planet Kimball, Space Security Service agent Mark Corey is investigating a recent sighting of a Dalek spaceship. His suspicion that the creatures have established a base proves well-founded. He learns of a plot by the Daleks to invade and destroy the solar system, but he is discovered and exterminated. The Daleks and their allies vow to conquer the universe, beginning with the planet Earth. Bum, bum, bum. I guess it's more of a summary than a synopsis, but that's okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I liked this. It was pretty good. I wasn't quite sure how I was going to feel about it going in, knowing that there's no there's doctor. no doctor. There's no. It's just this other slice of things. But it was a. It's it's very much like a. You know how when they do an open that the doctor's not in, but they're setting up the plot. It's just like that, only a longer one. Oh so. yeah. Well, and considering how long the story they're setting up is, it's kind of. Uh, Proportionate, <laughs> and I, I, I can only imagine, you know, speaking of bold choices, what this would have been like to air this and then Where's not start that story until a month later. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> there's there are four episodes in between with the MythMakers. Yeah, I think had the story had this part of the story gone longer than one episode, I would not have enjoyed it as much as I did. But because it's such a short, quick one episode, one off type thing without the doctor or anybody we know in it 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 works pretty well i like it a lot because it's a nice little step away it does set up the plot um i find though that this almost feels after having watched this a few times this almost feels like and maybe it was because i don't know enough of the history but this was mission to the unknown was created so that they could fill a gap that they were going to have and they could push another episode out by doing this. I think somehow they were trying to even up the season or catch up or something like that. So the idea was to do this, to set that up. Um, but that when having now watched the next two stories, I kind of wonder if they're because of the way the next story starts and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but because of the way the nightmare begins starts, it almost feels like this could have just simply been that with Brett and the other guy that's with him. And that if they took that little nug of an idea, Terry Nation took that little nug of an idea and kind of pulled that out into a longer, larger story. Because if you look at it, this what what's happening at the beginning of The Nightmare Begins is almost a truncated version of what has happening in yeah, that's true. Mission of the Unknown. So this was the first time I kind of came to that realization that Maybe this is what was what happened is he had this negative of the idea and that's how he was going to start this story or this adventure, this, this set of stories. And then when they said, well, hey, we need to fill a spot, he said, well, I can kind of flesh out a little bit more. And that's what happens. That being said, I think that this really kind of feels a little more of a setup than that little piece would have. I think that would have been enough. But now knowing that we have this, you know, 22 minutes, it's not even 22. This was a little short. It was like 20 something. Um, now that we have that, it, it, I kind of like that. I kind of like not having the doctor around. That would have been, as you said, that was a bold move. And I think that would have been weird to people to have a completely doctor free, you know, doctor who comes on, credits come up, 
and you wait 20 minutes and no doctor shows up. That was that's, that's kind of an interesting move. I think that the saving grace for viewers back then, especially, was the fact that the Daleks are in this, and so it it feels very much like Doctor Who because of the, just just by the presence of the Daleks for them in 1960s. Um, but I, I like it because I think it's a, even though there's not a lot going on other than them, you know, trying to get off this planet, there is a lot tying into what's this conference that's going on and what's going to set up what comes much later as well so so uh, while the the story aspect of things may that may be where the germ of it came from it looks like part of the idea of this also was to try to sell the idea of a dalek tv series yeah uh that much i did know and but but not to not in the uk this was Actually, in fact, yeah, I think when specify. when the reason why I think Dennis Spooner maybe takes over halfway through this, you guys will notice Terry Nation only writes up to a certain amount, and I think part of that's because halfway through this is when Terry comes over to the U.S. and is pitching oh. the the Dalek story, which would have had the elements of uh, the the uh, uh, I can't I never can remember what the the guys are called but they're he, brett's part of this space, space security that's service. it a space security service and that was SSS. what that's what that was going to be set up around in fact there's some big finish audios that star uh sarah kingdom that were developed from this story i think the defenders is what the name of the story the destroyers the destroyers was going to be um in in the u.s but the, they didn't pick up on it so a dalek story here hmm. i could see that um being very much the Oh, we need to fill a hole. Oh, what do we do? Hey, Terry, do you have anything? Yeah, I can come up with something. I'm just going to steal this and rewrite it. <laughs> that seems like a very Terry Nation thing to do. Um, and when you get into the other two parts, as you said, That's Mission really to the Unknown. One. Yeah, Mission to the Unknown really becomes superfluous in a way because they do retread all of that information. Right. I mean, one. In, what is it, the Nightmare Begins, really, it's the reason they're there on the planet is looking for this guy. So that's kind of the whole thrust. And you don't necessarily need that plot of why he was there doing what he was doing. Because they they still don't know other than the tape that the doctor found when they were out in the jungle. So it's, as at least up to this point, what he was doing is really inconsequential because... It just drew Brett to the planet more than anything else. And you could very simply rewrite that with, oh, they crashed and right. move on. Right, or even without, I mean, just drop in with the mystery, mid-mystery, and you don't necessarily need to know because, oh, look, the Daleks show up. Oh, that's all you need. We, we do kind of rehash the fact that the Daleks are having this conference with these alliance. We right. kind of rehash the fact that, uh, you know, the, the jungle and there's plants. I think you get a better explanation. In, uh, yeah, you mission, understand but, the... I, I keep wanting to call them Janice Thorns. <laughs> yeah. Um, same problem every Varga, time. He, Varga Thorns. Varga, Varga Thorns. Every time he said it, my brain went Janice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one. But um, speaking of the conference, I love the designs of all these other new aliens oh, that we've fantastic. never seen before. Both in this and the next one. You know what makes me feel? Uh, for, for some reason, it invokes that scene in Empire Strikes Back where the bounty hunters are all standing on the deck of the uh, Star Destroyer yeah. with Vader. And not so much that any of them look like any of them, 
but they're so different and there's a there's a number of them and i remember like the cantina scene was incredible in star wars when i was a kid there were so many things going on there but they were in the cantina and it was a, a spaceport and it, and it just kind of it was it was expected but i think the contrast of the differences of the characters in that scene in empire strikes back always stuck with me because i always thought this is really neat because all of these people look very, very different from each other. They don't belong these, on the bridge. They of a don't Star belong Destroyer. on the bridge. It's exactly yeah. what it is, and it's that kind of invokes that feeling in me when I saw this for the first time of how starkly different they are in this stark metallic, you know, city of a of a conference room, and it just it, for some reason it invokes that same feeling as when I first saw them. I thought they did. I don't know why, but there's to me there was a parallel. Yeah, if yeah, new if yeah. new who wants to uh, mine the original series to bring back a villain, <laughs> any of these, any <laughs> of these guys would would fit the bill of my book because the, this design was like, wow, these are some cool looking aliens. Yeah. yeah, and I like how we'll get to it eventually, but how the, the comic takes it one step further, and even the 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 they don't exactly look. I mean, they're a little more simplistic in the series because you have what you know makeup right. and you you have to work with. In the comic, they embellish a little bit on it, a little more too. So, well, I think in the even the animation they did a little bit also. I didn't notice so too much of a difference in the animation, which, by the way, we're talking about. We watched uh, an animation of Mission of the Unknown, which to me is almost as good as some of the animation that oh, I yeah. that was released Absolutely. with some of the first. I, I I'm still kind of blown away that this was probably built with professional style software with professional style animators contributing but it it's this i think i may be wrong might have been produced either before or right near when they were doing invasion and this is obviously some animators that didn't end up on doctor who series proper but just i mean there's a lot of bad things i can say about ian levine but this isn't one of them because oh no I think absolutely this, not this is it just as good as any animation that's come out for the Doctor Who DVDs that we've that have been released. There are a few clunky walk scenes where, but there's even walks. that in the Ice but, Warriors. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was one of my biggest complaints in the Ice. Well, even Power of the Daleks. I think I, I oh yeah, the, the walking how, was... how very stick and two dimensional it was. This, but, this, but it's not any worse than that. It's not point. any worse, and than I think that. yeah. that's what I I appreciated about it. And if anything, I mean, from a uh, if you're going to do something standpoint, this is a good one to choose to animate because it's not got a huge cast of characters and it's got some Daleks and we're mostly in the jungle. You can and get it's away one with a standalone story. Yeah. yeah. Right. You can get away with a lot in animation that maybe you wouldn't be able to do in if you chose to animate uh, Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nah, it's not happening. <laughs> but I think this was Ian Levine testing the waters for what he could do with Shada because he also animated segments of Shada that were missing or had them animated. He's not actually doing it himself, but he produced uh, animations of Shada, which I, I suspect are probably very similar to this. Um, so I bet this was him testing the water to see what he could do, see what he could. I wonder if he delivered this to BBC and said, hey, you've got one story out there that doesn't have the doctor in it that's missing. Take a look at this. I wonder if that was a, a proof of performance for him for this as well. Yeah. Well, and while some of the walking may have been clunky, I think there were some great embellishments elsewhere, like the Varga plants and the little movements that they had them do of the Agreed. almost shuddering. Agreed. Made them really creepy. Yeah. 
which did not come across in the t- uh, the reconstruction. No. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, we don't typically talk too much about it, but uh, how much, I can't remember because of the second time I did this, I did this with just the loose cannon uh, stuff, so the, the animation was uh, the third time through. Um, but I can't remember, was how does it just because you've done both how does this compare to the loose cannons reconstruction i mean obviously it's better to see things moving but and that's why i thought we should do it oh yeah this it's, way but it's i think it's better than watching the reconstruction i mean if you i i'd compare it to watching the reconstruction of power of the daleks instead of the animation i mean it's kind of the same apples and oranges i mean you there wasn't that great of liberties taken with the animation, I don't think, that I noticed anyways, based off of the descriptions given in the, the recons. Very good. Well, and there shouldn't be. I mean, no. if, if you're going to animate it, animate it the way it should look. Don't don't embellish it Don't embellish much. it to yeah, the right. point where it doesn't look like a Doctor Who story. Or, 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 or I guess when... I, my hope is when they animate these things is that they're trying to, and I think they often do it because they talk about it in the extras at least the stuff that's been commissioned officially by to entertain they i think you should at least stick to what as best you can was probably presented at the time right i really feel like like this even did that not being a commission project by to entertain i think this even did that is to give us likely what this would have looked like when this aired well and it probably was truer than Power of the Daleks and the scale of the production line that we saw in the animation there, or some of the amazing uh, framing shots in Moonbase that I don't think were actually part of the the filming that they did. But I don't have a problem with them in Moonbase or Power. Or, or really. power. No, it's yeah. just it, it's letting them live up to the expectation you would have. I mean, it'd be like one of the sh- a shot of Daleks and actually illustrating Daleks instead of cardboard cutouts of Daleks. I mean, <laughs> of course you're not going to illustrate them as cardboard cutouts. Right. You're going to illustrate them as actual Daleks. If it was ne- necessary to animate segments of Doctor the of the Dalek Daleks, right? right. Uh, yeah, you would <laughs> animate them exactly. As the two, yeah, the, and there are actually two D cutout yeah Daleks yeah. in that story. Yeah. It was funny speaking of which. Two- I can only assume that Power had some two D cutouts also. Perhaps I don't know. I don't know either. I, be, I haven't watched I, the recons. I wouldn't be surprised if every Dalek story has well, a two D cut out of one somewhere. <laughs> Even that, Asylum. That could be. But by the every time Dalek ever. every Dalek ever, here's the cardboard cut out. By the here. time Power had come around, we had already had four more Dalek stories in yeah. between. So, well, no, two more because. There would have been Daleks, uh, Daleks Invasion Earth. Oh, three, yeah, three. three. Uh, Dalek, uh, Dalek Master Plan and The Chase. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, speaking of 2D, I, I caught anyway, a shot. My, my point is there probably were a lot right. more Daleks built right. in. I don't remember if it was from Mission Unknown or one of the other ones where they're going through the jungle. And I happened to notice the painted backdrop wall that had trees painted on it and then they had real plants in front of it in one quick look and then and then it was gone and i realized that of course every doctor who jungle has done that 
very likely that they're all sound stages, that they're all oh, yeah. painted backdrops, that they're all plants that have been trucked in from somewhere Cypher else. Creature the, from the pit. Well, the only time you would have seen that would have been Dave Armageddon because that's the only one we have of moving pictures so far but that we've watched. In my head, they're in a jungle. I, I and maybe this is one of the when people talk about the poor production value and cardboard sets and whatnot. Maybe that's one of the things that I just always happen to, grow, to gloss over because. Even being a recon, I'm into the story, and I'm I'm invested. I'm I'm you know you you've hooked me, so let's see what's what's happening. And I it, you know, I think I looked away for a moment and then happened to look back, and that's the only reason that I caught it at the moment because up until that point it was like oh they're in the jungle okay, and it just rolled with it you know. But this was really the the first time ever that I went look at that set. <laughs> Why would it? I, it just it, it kind of struck me as I don't know if it's a way that I watch Doctor Who or not. Something that, I didn't notice it. So. Yeah, I didn't notice it either. Something that that strikes me now as I think about this because you were talking about this being a bold move to do this and then have a full month of story that didn't have anything to do with it and then picking this story up later. I wonder how many people back there then might have after a month thought that Brett and the guy at the beginning of this of the of the nightmare begins were the same were guys, the same guys. Yeah. that were stranded on the planet before. And the reason I say that is because if you have a short attention span or at that point you're kind of a casual viewer, I think. You're not you're not as diehard as, as some of us are now today because it hasn't been around as long. There were some probably out there, but if you're a casual viewer and this is are you gonna remember that they both bit it at the end? by then now we haven't got there yet but you, you we saw the doctor pick up the tape the tape recording right. and i think eventually you would be let in but again now thinking about it they don't know what that tape is yet we've already done two episodes of uh the nightmare begins and dave armageddon and he's just handed that tape off to brett and brett doesn't even know what that tape is yet and so it wouldn't have been even until the next week spoilers that you'll that you hear the tape and and so you're talking a full month and a half of maybe going through thinking that these guys were the same guys i mean if you're like me and you're you watch something for the first time and then you're like i'll start binging a show and i'll watch like eight episodes of it and then i won't get back to it for another two months and then i'll, I'll have forgotten some of the plot points i probably would have been those one of those people that thought oh yeah i remember these guys from that one episode a month ago <laughs> Only to find out two more episodes later. Wait, no, wait. Those guys oh, those died. Are different guys. This, this is these are different guys. So I'm, 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 this is just something that's going through my head now as I think. About I, it. I, I'm the same way because I got caught up with it, thinking, well, why are you reiterating this bit of information to me? You've just talked about it, and then <gasps> they find the, the the first body in the jungle that's completely skeletal. The doctor is a skeleton, and I went. Well, that happened quick. It must be the poison of, and I had to stop myself and go. No, the reason they're recapping and the reason it's been a month. Right. <laughs> There's been for viewers. Yeah. The time has passed, so I had to kind of keep reminding myself of that because the benefits of mainlining or marathoning them or watching them as we are in this kind of weird omnibus version, <laughs> you didn't have that option back then. Right. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you couldn't go back and revisit the episode either. Yeah. Unless you had put up your tape recorder and listened to it after the fact. It was a one and done. This is a little bit of having some foreknowledge on this. This is the, you know, when these four episodes together, three, 
these three episodes that we watched together are the most similar until later on in the series. And by that I mean these all take place at the same place. These all take place with the same event happening on the planet. And it'll be interesting to see what you guys see next week and, and, and the weeks following when things take very drastic and different approaches uh, from where our sets and sceneries are. And it's kind of... Oh, uh, we're going to keys to Marinus this, aren't we? Well, <laughs> a little bit. They still stay with the plot the story. They're still... Obviously, we know at the end of this one that the doctors picked up the terranium and it has run with it. And that's the core that runs the doomsday device. I can't remember what it's got the time... Time delineate, not time delineator. Disruptor. Time, I disruptor, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's grabbed the core off the table after the confusion happens and the delegations, the delegates all scatter. And he's run off to the to the TARDIS, or not to the TARDIS, to, to catch up with the friends who are now on the on the thing on the uh, plane or uh, ship. Um, so that's still, I mean, they're the, they it carries through, but I, I'm just I'm. I'm just looking ahead, and I'm thinking this is the, this is going to be a lot of fun. I hope for you guys because I really I really enjoy this because I think a 12 part story can get watered down sometimes uh, and and trivial and boring. But the, yeah, oh, but well, it, but it can. War games is good. I don't I don't fault that. But the, there does seem to be a lot of the same thing happening in the war well, games. Yes, and that's <laughs> what I like about this. If it weren't Patrick Troughton, I probably wouldn't. Enjoy but this will be much. the this will be for a while. This will be the first time that that there's a lot similar going on in 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 the story. Hmm. I'm definitely hooked. I'm, I'm I'm really curious to you know when the Daleks announce that they've got visitors coming and they're planned. What? <laughs> oh, is this delegation from such and such? Oh, are they going to wipe them out? No? Okay. And then all the aliens come down. First thought, wow, cool aliens. Second thought, what are you doing here? Why would you... Oh, they're teaming up? Really? And then the inevitable third thought, how long till the Daleks betrayed them? Well, even the Daleks <laughs> talked about how know. long it would be till they betrayed them. <laughs> One guy, he's gonna, his ambitions outreached his, his usefulness. will kill him momentarily. <laughs> Well, I didn't realize until I read the comic book that he's referring to that the Dalek is referring to Mavic Chin, not the the uh, not the, the, the weed dude. guy in the plane, yeah, in the cloak, not the fern, yeah, <laughs> the fern in the cloak. I totally thought it. was I the thought fern. it was the fern in the cloak, cloak, and then when I read I, the, it makes me want to go back and look at the, at least look at the transcript, but see if they said Mavic Chin in that because or or it was in reference to that because. I can't remember the audio that one made was it sound in, like it was them because, talking about Mavic Chin also. Oh, did it? Because that's the, the one book. in the reconstruction of the videos we've been watching, right? That's when they say that is in the recon. Not that's in uh, Nightmare Begins, not Dave Armia. No, it, no, because Mavic Chin, in, Chin shows up at the end of the, the Nightmare end. Begins. That's yeah. kind of the big reveal. That's the big, the big reveal, reveal is the, the fact Nightmare that begins. he's not on vacation. He's actually at this. Conference. Did, did you have the same reaction that I did, Keith, when he walked in and the, the, they show? There and I went. Oh. Yeah, like, a little bit. <laughs> he's gonna Tobias Vaughn. He's gonna be evil. <laughs> he's not the protector of the solar system. Well, I I I, I audibly gasped, and Mel happened to be in the room during that part. She looked up at the screen, and went, "Is that the master?" <laughs> I went, "No." Well, I don't think so. Not yet. <laughs> I suppose it could be. <laughs> I do find it a little odd and and 
I have to let it go. A little teeth gnashing every time they would talk about, oh, we've got representatives from this galaxy and representatives from this galaxy. What are we going to do? We're going to go attack the solar system. <laughs> really? You couldn't, you couldn't say the Milky Way. Uh, so. <laughs> Your sense of scope is... <laughs> but then I thought, no, that just shows that the, the human alliance and the, the special space service... Something like Space that. Security Service. Space Security, Space Security Service. Service. That's how bad we really are. We are the bad guys on the block. And I don't mean bad like bad. I mean bad like, yeah, we're that awesome. Because we are the solar system. And everybody knows what they're talking about when you say <laughs> that. It's true. It's not your solar system. It's the solar system. Yeah. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, Guardian but Earth. The solar system. <laughs> so I wonder how many ice warriors are around in the year 4,000. You were. I'm sorry. I, I this flew over my head. You were making the Tobias Va- uh, Vaughn reference because you know it's the same actor, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I didn't catch See, that because he, he didn't say anything, and I thought maybe I better check with you if you realize that it's the <laughs> yeah, same guy yeah. that plays Tobias. Vaughn. I didn't realize it it's was the Nicholas same Briggs actor. until it was live. Action. Oh yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, yeah I no, was the, really the invested playing, in that. The guy playing Mavic Chin is the same actor that plays uh, Kevin Story. Stormy. Stormy. Kevin Story. Uh, I'm trying Keep to find his name. Uh, anyway, yeah, he plays Tobias Vaughn in the invasion. Cool. Yeah, that's why he made the reference. I was just making sure that's why he made the reference, and he wasn't saying Stony. He's going to pull a Stoney. he's going to pull a Tobias Vaughn, where he turns out being the bad guy because he kind of does that <laughs> that one too. Yeah, <laughs> you don't necessarily just, I, know he's he, the bad he, guy. Just, he just said it. And I Story? Went, Stony. 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 He just said it, and I kind of went with it, knowing where Tobias Vaughn winds up, but. Yeah, no, that, that's, yeah. That's, that's, it's that's the an same even actor. cooler reference yeah, now, Keith. It's the same actor. <laughs> Keith is on point tonight. Trying. <laughs> now, if only we could find somebody and go, man, he's going to pull a nighter. <laughs> <laughs> what, be weird and creepy from the get-go? <laughs> I love nighters so much. Sorry, side note. Anyway. Um, so, do you guys retcon... Uh, Nicholas Courtney by this is totally an ancestor of the Brigadier or a descendant of the Brigadier. No, but I do now. I hadn't (laughs) thought of it, but yeah, I'm fine with that. (laughs) Of of course, the Brigadier's descendants would join special space security. I'm completely (laughs) fine with that. Yes. Andy, get on that. Knowing it's the year 40,000. Yeah. You're, I'm going to add a story to the very end of lineage. The very end. The very <laughs> no, no, no. The book that's coming out. They're going to add a lineage story of, of yeah. in the future. But but, it, but it's at the very because he's got the the, the Briggs timeline. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. This is this will be way off in the distance <laughs> at the end of it. Four thousand years later. Well, it wouldn't have to be four thousand. Because this is this is set in four thousand. Yeah, I just say yeah. because this is the so it would be two thousand years. Yeah, two thousand and forty years later. Yeah. <laughs> Brett. Oh, this I guess this story. Well, when it aired was 1960, and unit depending on date, unit dating was in the 1970s and 80s. That's what I should have just went with. Or ah, <laughs> uh, you're not taking unit dating because <laughs> Brett could even be like an anagram or or something. The, the shortened version of Lethbridge Stewart. Brett. Oh. Brett Vion. Yeah. I don't know. I'll I'd see if I can work better. Figure it out. Andy can do it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So you guys are enjoying it so far? Yeah. Good. How blessed is Nicholas Courtney to have worked on Doctor Who in a Dalek episode and then come back to Doctor Who and get Yeti 
and then come back to Doctor Who and get Cybermen. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just the greatest gig in the world at that point, right? Well, I suppose, yeah. He didn't know at the time. Well, and then come back and get Zygons, and then come back and get... <laughs> well, I mean, once you're, once you're an established recurring character, right, right, right. Like, oh, you're going to run. This you're going to run into them all. But, but I mean, can you imagine guest starring on this thing and then coming back and guest starring on it again and, and hitting two of the? I mean, two of the big ones. The oh, big yeah, ones. Yeah. There, are, there probably aren't many people that can. Well, Tobias can do it, but <laughs> <laughs> there aren't many people that can say, "Yeah, I worked with a Cyberman and a Dalek." Oh, but, and the, and the fact that he worked with. Six, six of the seven doctors at that time. Yeah. Because he didn't work with Colin Baker. He's the only doctor he yeah. didn't start um, along. Until, and, until Dimensions. Dimensions. Right, until yeah. Dimensions. Which that's still... Which I'm still Sean blocking for my brain. Sean doesn't count, so we guess we can't count it. Until Big Finish. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that we can count. But on television. We should talk a little bit about the comic because the funny thing is I went to put the link in so people could go look at the comic or get some more information about the comic. And Castor Boris is down. And I don't know if they are down because they went under, but this was a comic that was released monthly. No, not monthly. Every Saturday, I think it was, in the summer of 2013. I'm doing a lot of this from memory now and a few little articles I saw on it. 2013, I think maybe it was. Um, Anyway, it was released on the serialized on there and then was created as a web comic as one big omnibus that you could download for a donation and i I was even going to bring what the donation was for what it it was the in the 50th anniversary that would have been 2013 and so this was their offering but i can't find the site on castor boris i can't find anything about except for a, a few articles that link back to it to a dead link so Anyway, that I guess I'm lucky in 2013 that I downloaded the comic book because so we have the the version to see it. But um, what do you guys think of the comic so far? What do you think of the artwork? This is I think that this isn't a uh, professionally done. Let's put it in perspective. This isn't a we, the, these artists might have been professionals. Don't get me wrong, but this isn't a commercially done comic. Right. This is a project that uh, the guys on Castabaros were working on and putting out. Uh, what do you guys think of the comic? I, th- I think it's pretty good. It's enjoyable. It's it's it seems so much shorter than the actual episodes are, but I can't quite pinpoint what they've cut out because the major plot points are still are there. still there. I agree, and I don't can't really. And I think they've embellished some of the visuals of them. Obviously, some of the scenes, especially when you get to the moving one, uh, and compare it to uh, yeah. Day of Armageddon, there are a lot of locational shots that are different, but there's some that are very much the same. And like Brett jumping on the uh, fern right. instead of grabbing him around the neck, which he does in the in the TV series. Uh, Brett doesn't quite look like Nicholas uh, Courtney to me, but I think the Doctor looks pretty good. Steve looks pretty good. Katarina looks pretty good. Um, but what I thought was interesting is the delegates. They 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 take a little bit more embellishment. The one with all the dots all over him is a little less humanoid formed and. Yeah. Than he is in the book, and then the, the, and uh, the green one has the the squid tentacles, which I would never have guessed he was green. So I wonder if they just took that. They must have because you. I mean, you can't tell in the black and white episode. No. So I wonder if they thought, well, he could be green. Why not? Yeah, but he has the little kind of tentacly things, which on the I don't of his remember chin. seeing. No, he the... just had, all I remember seeing was that he had the pointy teeth. Because right, he's the one that yeah. asks about the why couldn't someone else? Why didn't you ask us to produce the terrarium? Terrarium. 
So, did you did you just echo yourself? <laughs> well, I was trying to think if I I was echoing myself to see if I'd said it right. Training, okay. training, training, training. <laughs> I thought you were doing that for effect. <laughs> no, and I went. No, 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 That's no, a no, weird no. Place to put that. It, it was me saying it over and over to see if I had said it right. Sorry. <laughs> You did okay. Okay, good. <laughs> Oddly enough, uh, I, th- I think the jungle looks less jungle in the comics than it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because there's we're no, going to complain about there's the no artwork. painted backdrop. There's no painted backdrop. No painted backdrop. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I th- it's it's a fun little tie-in. It's it's a nice cliff note version. I, I, that's the best way I can describe it. That's just it. The third time that I went through doing Dalek's Master Plan is is kind of the way I've laid it out for us this time. So this is my second time to do it in the way that we're doing it. Uh, and I did the same thing as, as I would watch the episodes. I would read the comic. And I really felt like the comic, if there was anything that I felt I missed, especially from the reconstructed versions that I watched, that seemed to be kind of solidify the story for me by reading right. the comic. And as you said, getting the cliff notes and making sure that everything still made sense linear to me. <laughs> this is a great panel. I love that. It's like a splash I page. To, yeah. I, I want this as a poster on the wall, actually. <laughs> with one yeah. of all the villains and the Daleks hovering over the earth. But unfortunately, I wish, I mean, you pro- if, you did, if people did some more digging, there's probably some scans or prints of this out there if, if people want to look it up. But I do apologize. I couldn't put the link in the show because it would have taken you to nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> And this isn't something legally that we can share with. I don't think it is since it's somebody else's yeah. intellectual. It's not copyrighted, but it was because it was produced for. If if this was produced to put out on the web for anybody to have, I wouldn't have a problem with sharing it. Because this was produced specially also then to get charity, it makes it a little more special for me to right. have got for those people that did get it. So I don't want to just put it out there without permission. So. Um, but like I say, it, it's probably not hard to dig it up somewhere online if you're savvy, if you'd like to do so yourself. But I'm glad we're doing it this way because, as I said, it's certainly shorter than reading two books worth of <laughs> lost story. <laughs> right. Uh, but we're going to do that when we do um, our Sarah Kingdom stuff. So, Anything else you guys want to talk about about this uh, particular four story, three stories that we've done? I'm Just enjoying the, Katarina so far and looking forward to seeing Steve yeah, back. I, guess, I suppose maker, we should really. say that. that that's, that's the, maybe let's talk quickly about that. Do you guys feel at all lost about Katarina? Why? why? Uh, only a little bit, but not much. Just, you know, okay, new, new person in the TARDIS. Obviously brand new to the TARDIS. Apparently not. She was a handmaiden of With sort. it all there. Oh, it's because she's a... a "Quote unquote primitive." That okay, yeah. Now I'm there. Yeah. So now I really want to watch the Mythmaker. I had no idea the Mythmakers was set in Rome. Yeah, it's Troy. I, 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 it's, Troy. It deals with the uh, Trojan horse. I had no idea. Yeah. So so here's my thing: is I went through this three times, and not knowing, not having ever seen the Mythmakers, and then as I was reading Neil and, and uh, um, uh, Neil Perryman and his wife, what the heck? Her name is Sue. Me. Sue. Sue. Neil and Sue's book. Adventurous Wife of this Babe. And I got to that. I decided I was going to watch the recon so I knew what the myth maker. I was so excited because I thought, oh, I'm going to find out who Katarina is. I'm going to, you know, get the. <laughs> she barely joins the Port of Tardis at the very end. And it's almost a, oh, we needed a replacement for Vicky. Come on. Oh. So I'll be <laughs> interested when you guys see it and you go, 
that's it. Well, well damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, let me tell you, you're not missing much, okay? There's not a lot of buildup to Katarina getting on the show. Well, apparently, we, we, Stephen is poisoned in some way, shape, or form. That does happen, and that was a, that was the revelation for me as watching that and going, oh, that's, that's why no. Stephen's not. That's why Stephen is sickly. <laughs> well, my, my my interest in it was more of where. Why did Vicky decide to leave? That's, and I don't know, I'm not going to go into right. this. We'll go there because that is one of the things that was real revealed to me. It was like, oh, okay. That's why you stayed. Okay. Um, so we'll, but we'll get there eventually when we do that lost story. But that was a lot of fun because the doctor sits down in ancient Troy and goes, none of this is real. This is just a story. This was, Homer wrote this. What's going on here? <laughs> and as it goes, it's funny, though, because he said, well, maybe you ought to just make a Trojan horse. He's saying that off the cusp because that's from the story. And they go, that's a great idea. Let's build a Trojan horse. And they build a Trojan horse and roll it in. But anyway, that's all I'm going to give you spoilers. Because <laughs> Odysseus was not a real character. He was made up by, uh, was it? No, not uh, Yeah, Homer wrote it. The Iliad. Odysseus. But those aren't autobiographical. Those are not <laughs> Apparently. So. Huh. Yeah, but then again, Robin Hood wasn't really here. So. <laughs> All right, so what do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, coming up on the schedule next week is more of the Daleks Master Plan. Uh, our uh, next three installments are Episode 3, The Devil's Planet, which we will be doing the Loose Cannon Reconstruction. Episode 4, The Traitors, which we will be doing a Loose Cannon Reconstruction. And then number five, Counterplot, which is uh, uh, one of the surviving episodes yep. and available on the Lost in Time box set. Which, I have to be honest, this was the first time I had really booted up my Lost in Time box set. was to watch the, th- the third installment for this. And had no idea it was laid out the way that it is. I was like, that's kind of cool. It's different. It's, it's, it's different it's than the other. not what I was expecting. Yeah. But, you don't get the typical splash screen that you get for the rest of the uh, To Entertain stuff. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Well, anything else we need to add? I don't think so. Cool. That's going to do it for this time. Until next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. Okay, you said. Sorry. (laughs) He just did. (laughs) You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.